Welcome to Bonded by Bravo. We are back and better than ever. That's not necessarily true. We are still figuring out how to become podcasters. <laughs> and literally for the last 30 minutes, we've been trying to get our shit together because this, this is not an easy life. It's not. <laughs> not. We're going to get this tech. I, I say every week. It's not even worth saying. You guys don't realize that we go through tech hell on the background, but here we are. Yeah, so it's been a crazy week, not only in our reality TV world, but for anyone who's interested in the cancer saga, it continues. I got my bandage off, and I have this funky, or I should say gnarly scar, like you would say, Jen, (laughs) on my neck. And it's so funny. So they took it off, and the doctor is like, so you're going to have to massage cream onto this scar every day. I'm like, what do you mean? And she's like, you know, to like make sure that the skin doesn't, I can't even say it, thicken around your scar. You're going to have to massage it. And I'm like, I can't touch that part of my neck. It's like exactly like, imagine if you were like stuck in your, it's like middle of your throat. And so (laughs) I came home and was told my husband, I'm like, you're going to have to massage this cream onto my neck because I can't touch it. It's not smooth yet. And it's still a little lumpy. Oh God. I I literally could throw up. I thought you were crying for a second. I was like, Oh no, No, it like (laughs) keeps making me gag at the thought of it. It makes me so nauseous. And so he's been, (laughs) Oh my God. He's been, I'm not even being dramatic. I swear to God. He's been (laughs) massaged. He's been two finger massaging my I neck. Two finger. <laughs> I know. Oh, that makes it sound weird. Okay, good go. <laughs> Meanwhile, while I'm like holding on for dear life, trying not to throw up. He's just massaging my neck with the cream. I'm doing the massage motion. You can't see that. I don't know why I'm doing the massage <laughs> motion. But like circling this two times a day before he leaves for work and when he comes home. And I'm just sitting there like Huh. it's I don't know why it's so skeevy um and I was saying to you like I posted <laughs> I posted this like dramatic like thoughtful post about you know getting diagnosed with the c word and meanwhile anyone who listens to this and like all of my friends like we've just been making jokes about it because that's what you have to do like you know, we made it a drinking game at the bar the other week. Like anytime I say the C word, I had to drink because my friend was like, yeah, we get it. Like keep asking for the sympathy because that's the sick, sick people we are. <laughs> but if you're not laughing about it, what else are you doing? Exactly. Exactly. Anyway, that's my cancer scar saga. What's going uh, on in your life? Uh, not much. <laughs> I Before I even started teaching Pilates, I think I quit Pilates. Did you tell everybody that, I mean, everybody that is listening? Uh, well, I was gonna, I was, I finished an entire training to be a Pilates instructor at my, the studio I go to all the time. And I just was not, it was like, not for me. It was cause it was like a dark cloud over every single day. Cause I was just dreading the next like piece of the puzzle, I guess. And I'm just, I was like, no, I have to make a pros and cons list. I don't like to be a quitter. I was like spiraling Sunday morning. I mean, you know, I texted you like, <laughs> what's my move? And yeah, I think just ultimately decided this is not for me. But then they were like, okay, great. Can you finish out the week? And when I say I almost like I had to go and teach on Monday and the first one was a disaster. Like 
Not great at all. Second one was fine, whatever. But I have to do two more tomorrow. And now it's like I can't sleep. Because I'm so I'm having. Why do you so have to do two time. more tomorrow? Why do I you don't have know, to do that? I, fuck, I don't know. I don't even want to. Because I committed, and she was like, "Can you finish out your week? It's your commitment." <laughs> I was like, "Wow, Wait, when you put it like do you get that. paid for this? You're getting paid, right?" Yeah, I better be. I just don't know why you have to do this tomorrow. Also, you say like it wasn't that great. I've taken so many classes with teachers. I would never know if it was great or not. I'm just that's, I'm just excited to be a part of it. I know. That's what <laughs> that's what someone like one of the other instructors told me. But yeah, anyway, let's just get right into Bravo. Enough about us. Enough about us. You know, we're boring. Okay. So boring. Little okay. pants or a little Pilates. That's, that's yeah. <laughs> like, total opposites, but yeah. here we are. I'm uh, glad you're struggling with Pilates. I have cancer. Yeah, I know. Anyway, I've, I'm my, kidding. My problems feel small in comparison. <laughs> I'm totally kidding. You know. Um, okay. But speaking of problems, I guess we could <laughs> Bravo. Uh, we could get right into Summer House. I don't think this has to be long. Just kind of yeah. wanted to do a quick. I don't know, inventory on how we're feeling about the reunion. I know for me, it was like the first time all season I felt something. Yeah. <laughs> and it's it was true. really, yeah. And which it was really about, I had like my two big notes were basically like, I liked the conversation between Kyle and Carl. I thought it was like something out of Ted Lasso, just two men being vulnerable on TV and hugging it out. And then the other one, did Sierra say any words this entire reunion? <laughs> or season. Or okay, season. number one. The, okay, the conversation, that scene, and I think we might have talked about this. I can't remember. Maybe it was personally talked about. That scene where Kyle said that Carl came to work coked up without a laptop, mm-hmm. the rage I felt watching that mm-hmm. was so real. And even though Danielle at that point was starting to you know, she was starting to kind of like see things differently with Kyle or Lindsay and Carl. She still went to bat for Carl as she should. And Amanda, where were you? Like put your hand over your husband's mouth. Him even saying that in the first place was so disgusting to watch them have the conversation. I still felt so mad at Kyle for saying it. I still felt like that's your best friend that you would say that about your best friend in, in a moment of anger on national television. Like, I almost felt like Carl was too easy on him because Andy said it. He knows a lot of people in addiction and recovery. You know, me and you do too. And I think they the shame that's already on them and then to hear your best friend shame you on top of that, I just felt like Carl forgave him because he was ashamed. I don't think Kyle is deserving of that forgiveness. I'm sorry. I think part of where the grace came from is that Mm. Carl did that in a way to his brother and they never were able to have that final conversation. So I I do. How heartbreaking was that when he talked about his brother and how, oh oh my God. That was like, that was too much. I was like, I can't handle this. But I do think that's where the grace sort of comes from. Yeah. Yeah. And watching Carl open up you know, Andy was crying. I mean, everyone was in tears. It was just, it's so, it's something to be proud of. And it broke my heart to hear Carl still feel, feel, 
feel shame and for it to come from his best friend. I think that was like, it really made me mad at Kyle. I'm just kind of over him. Like you're 40 something years old. Grow up a little bit. I know. Yeah. yeah. So I think that was really the only thing to know. I guess, I mean, they did go out to dinner. It looked like Lindsay and Danielle were both at a dinner after. Yeah. So that's that's Who progress. Cares? Who cares? I mean, uh, I don't, I, if I was Danielle, did, like, Lindsay ain't your girl. Lindsay, now that she's got a husband, is not going to be worried for you. She's not worried. Like, for me, Lindsay is a superficial friend where you like go out, you party with them, but you're not having heart to hearts. You're not going to bat for them. Like she, I don't think she has it in her, especially now that she's going to have a husband. Like she's not worried about what other people are doing. She's worried about herself. Move on, Daniel. Uh, yeah. I, better. Yeah. I don't know what I see for that. Um, I am just, I think I stand pretty firm in my opinion that let's get, the, we can follow them into the city. Let's leave the summer. Yeah. The early twenties. Like I think, Getting a peek inside Loverboy could even be cool, kind of like how we, I mean, it was so good for the Vanderpump brands yeah. that I see it going well. I do hate that name, Loverboy, though. I really wish they chose Do you? Oh, my God. It's like, the if I was like, name, no, I think it's, I think that they would have done so much better. And I know that they probably do well in like on the East Coast, but no one talks. I just think the name is too much for the, for the product. Like, I don't. <laughs> I don't hear lover boy and think alcohol, like, like alcohol spritzer. I just, I, it feels like it should be like an apparel brand name or something. Ew. See, that's even weirder to me. I don't like the name could at all. Could you imagine Father wearing lover boy? Maybe a perfume. I could wear a perfume named lover boy. I just don't, I think the name is really, <laughs> I feel like they should have What would you would have named it? Something one word. I think no more than four or five letters. But that's what everyone says. Everyone says like, oh, it should be one syllable. It should be, you know, a short name. But like, there's a million names out there in seltzers that aren't one name or one yeah, I syllable. Just, I don't like Lover Boy. It feels, it, it feels like, like for like a child, like a toy or something. I don't know. Anyway, we, I digress. <laughs> <laughs> I can't believe you even, like for me, like if you've even thought, gone down that road. Okay. But I hear what you're saying. I like the idea of, oh, I like the idea of following them into the city, but also it's like, what are we following them doing in the city? I think watching what the behind the scenes of Loverboy, like where, how does, how's the cocktail creation come up? Who are they working with? Are they working with a mixologist? Take us into the lab. What does your team look like? What do your offices look like? See, I could care less about Kyle. Like, I feel I would be good without Kyle on my TV screen as well as Amanda. They don't, there's nothing there. But I hear the idea of, like, following people in the city. And I wonder how they would do that considering it's kind of, like, Real Housewives-esque. But it's also different because you're seeing, it's just we're not seeing them party in the Hamptons anymore. They're not no. doing it. Literally none of them are going out. None of the bars out there actually allow production in their restaurants. We, you know, and most of the people are coupled up. It's like, okay. And who cares about Corey and whatever that girl's name is? Oh, Sam. Sam. Like, okay. You're 25. He's the love of your life. Okay. Yeah. So I, I mean, let me be clear. I don't really care to see Amanda and Kyle either, but it sounds like it's just something that I, if, if, if people must see them, let's, Get them out of the summer house so the rest of us can watch the real summer house. Drama. Yeah, yeah. I hear you. That's how I feel. Like, we need a new a new, a revamp. It's almost like get everyone out and start over again. 
Yeah. Okay. Um, okay. So let's get into Vanderpump Rules. Real quick, I just want to see how you were feeling before the reunion, and then at the end, I'll ask you how you felt after. Okay. So I what were you feeling I, going into it. I feel like I was so hyped up on this big reveal and like really, really like, oh my God, oh my God, what's the big reveal going to be? What's the big reveal going to be? Um, I was excited to see Raquel and during it, I feel like, yeah, I mean, there's so many, so many feelings, so many things. I don't know if we're going to break it down bit by bit, but I just felt like I despised Schwartz. Raquel, I was ready for, to come for her and Sandoval still a scumbag. And I think after the reunion, I had more sympathy for both Schwartz and Raquel and looked at Sandoval as the puppet master here. Mm -hmm. It just seemed so apparent to me that he's been pulling the strings on so many things for so long. And even hearing Ariana come out and talk about like, oh, he had us plan this conversation and had us plan that conversation. It's like, it's more easier to believe that he was able to get away with that stuff with Raquel and kind of shocking that Ariana allowed it. Yeah. Yeah. I don't, I don't know. Going into it for me, I felt that I felt really frustrated at the last reunion because I just felt like Andy wasn't asking the questions mm -hmm. that I really wanted answered. Like we no. have been down this road about the whole, just like about the, you know, the affair and all of it for so long, it feels like that I wanted answers to the questions that he actually did end up addressing. So I was happy to see that, but just how weird the Halloween dressing up like mm -hmm. rocket, like that's so weird to dress up as your mistress but, when you're going out for Halloween with your partner. Like I, it felt really brazen and really kind of like, not like a, a like an extra layer of fuck you to Ariana that I just absolutely yeah it was so strange and they and had I'm they had no explanation for it I mean there's no explanation for that even Ariana said yeah and then there you were while we were at BravoCon you had your two girlfriends like imagine the boner that Sandoval had in that moment that's all I thought and like you said when we jump into it Andy starts asking Raquel comes on and. I was surprised by how, I don't want to say not compassionate, but how accountable she was. It, to me, it was watching two different people from Sandoval having no accountability to actually watching Raquel take some accountability. It might have looked very cold and you could hear her voice shaking. It might have come off as cold and and not empathetic, but she, to me, still felt like she was taking some accountability while Sandoval continued to dig and dig and dig his own grave. Mm -hmm. Yep. And that's what I've been saying. I mean, I know that you listened to the Schwartz podcast or like when Schwartz I didn't was finish on. it. I oh, you don't know. It. On Jackson, no. Brittany, he does say like he definitely has, you know, taken some separation there. Good. I think the other thing that he said, and I think it's what we've all been saying, is like what he's really gathering from people that come into the Tom Tom and Schwartz and Sandys is, you know, we, it's it's again not just the affair; it's the lack of remorse and like the inability to take any accountability and just really running with ego here. 
And he's but like, that part needs to just stop. Like he needs to let the ego go. But and see, it that's... can't be a sorry, but it has to be. I don't understand why they didn't both just get on there and say, you know what? We really fucked up. Our emotions took the, like got the best of us. We like fucked over all of our friends everyone's involved it's just it's a mess we have made a mess and we are sorry we would have dropped this we would have been like yeah i think that raquel kind of did that yeah i did all raquel way yeah did you see her she kept looking over at tom yep Yep. to see what lies are we telling together right yeah and that was very apparent to me and he him just like continuing 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 to just to to not be accountable to say stupid things i mean we could talk about he was making it worse he's like we did it one time we did it one time come on dude is this like is that the story you're trying to tell everyone leading up to the reunion in march was that you guys only did it one time no one believes that no one the fact that he said you wrote in here, we don't live our lives by logic. So you're still making excuses for this. Just shut up and sit there and bow down gracefully and accept that you screwed yourself, like that you fucked up. And he never did that. Never once during the reunion did we see that. Also, what do you mean you don't live? Like, I do live my life by logic. Literally. Like, I was so, I was really taken aback by that comment. I was like, wow, I live with like so like my whole it's just that, that did not I was like I don't I don't relate to this even I if I didn't relate. want even if I didn't want to my husband's an accountant so everything has to be by logic and yeah. risk assessment like yeah, uh, I have way too much anxiety to not I have to think about the consequences for every move I make every hour I make <laughs> and the fact that I, you know every second that Sandoval opened his mouth he was still trying to make an excuse even as of last night he was when what was the question they asked oh did you ever have sex in the house and he said, no, God, no one believed him. Yeah. Right. Speaking of all of these lies. Yeah. What do you think? I mean, I'm really happy that Raquel did do that second interview six days later. <sighs> Should we save uh, it for the end that? Yeah. I was like, are they going to show it? Are they going to show it? But I did. I, I kind of, how do I say this? It's like, not that I felt super bad for her, but I was, I felt, I guess, like my feelings towards Sandoval, it just, if you could believe it, intensified even Same. more. And I was already like, you are such a demon. Demon. And then he's really vile. And then he's also like not attractive. So watching him Ugh. be vile was like really hard to, whatever, that's besides the point. But I think <laughs> seeing her, I don't know what if that was a conversation with her PR team or if that was with her family or if that was something that she really felt that she needed to do. But I was glad to see that she came on and was basically like, yeah, so he's going to kill me for saying all of this, but she spoke her truth to, you know, what, like that has to feel, I don't know. I don't know how to say this. I just, I feel like in the last, that I feel bad for her because she still did all of those things, but I guess I can, respect in some way that she was went against Sandoval's wishes but see in my when I saw that I will say that I felt bad for her in the last six minutes I'm gonna say it yeah because yeah I think if we all think back of situations it Mm -hmm. obviously like to me in my mind she's basically in an abusive relationship yeah 
to me, it's been masterminded and she's been, you could see that she didn't want to tell that last part. And like, yeah. she was moving her hands and she's like, this is the one thing that scared. we got. Right. That's what I saw on her face. Like fear. If he's yeah. the only person I have, if, and how did it come that he's the only person I have? Because he's controlling you. Yeah. He's just done it to Ariana in a way that didn't look visible. And well, here we are. Or yeah. maybe to me, I think that's Ariana's what it is also just smarter and I'm not trying to this is not a way for me to just like dig at Raquel but I do think Ariana let him just do his thing but I don't know that she ever felt controlled by Sandoval I think that that's probably why you know Sandoval says that they haven't worked in five years well I bet that's part of it is that when they were younger in their 20s, it was, you know, a little bit more fun mm-hmm. and flowy. And then as soon as he kind of totally lost control of Ariana, so to speak, that yeah. that's when everything starts in his mind. His right. Yeah. And saying like, oh, she doesn't respect me. She always yeah. puts me down because in his head, she just wasn't putting up with her shit. Exactly. I think Lala, you know, exactly. I've been seeing a lot of hate on Lala in last night's episode episode and for me lala pointed out so many good facts i think Raquel, so look at what look at what he's doing right now he's gonna mm-hmm. be doing this to you in a few mm-hmm. years mm-hmm. he's gonna be doing exactly this and for lala to turn to ariana and say like you are so lucky this happened yeah. to you she's right she because is. ariana's just that ride or die chick that probably would have just pushed through because she's loyal and that's how she operates that she was just gonna stand by her man And we all have friends that are, I know people who've been in situations like that where it's like, yeah, we're just going to ride or die because, you know, maybe they're, you know, maybe he's going through something and we'll work through it and we'll get back on track. And then you have Sandoval who makes the comment of, yeah, you know what? Yeah, we had sex and she kept her t-shirt on. Oh, I thought we were going to save this to the end, but let's do it. That was, I, oh my God. Oh my God. Okay. First of all, having sex with someone is like, the most vulnerable you can be partner or not partner it is just Mm -hmm. like someone is literally not to get graphic but like it's just I mean it's a very vulnerable thing so I won't even go go there but like to say that and like you know that she also has some like body image issues that she talked about that she talks about on tv for him to say that that has to be the the comment that Andy Cohen was talking about yep it was Andy yesterday I saw that Women everywhere, every not even just women. I think, I mean, Kyle was watching it with me. He was appalled at that comment. That's, he was like, Kyle looks at me and says, oh, he's done. He's done. Like, done. Literally, my husband's jaw was on the floor. And he's like, he's insane. He said he's a certified psychopath. It's and people, let's... Oh, God, I have so much to say. Go, go, go. <laughs> I just, I just want to run it back also. Like, how many times have you had sex in a t-shirt which has nothing to do with your body image, strictly convenience. Totally. How many times? And you, it's like it, in, in a nine-year relationship. Look, sometimes not we don't want that. But he said that as a dig, like the it was ill-intentioned. It was right. so mean. It was mean-spirited, and it was so sick. Like, oh, if women are still going to these shows after that comment. I just, I have no words. Like still having sex with him after that comment, still having sex with him. And, and then there's Raquel thinking like, oh, everything is like, oh yeah, he's been, you know, completely loyal to me, girl. 
Yeah, you have some. The one thing that I really took too from last night was how how well spoken Ariana was with her hate. She, I would have flown off the handle and not been as I can't think of the word that I'm trying to say, but like the way that she articulated, Uh, yeah, the way she articulated her hatred and her feelings towards them was so beautiful the cheese grater loved it everything she said it was so clear we understood it all it was with intention we felt it you could feel her hate but also the one part it was it was impressive this is how you do it Exactly. Ladies, this is how you do it. When she looked at him and said, you are nothing. I mean, she kept her, she kept herself together except for that one moment. And it actually surprised me when short, like it annoyed me when Schwartz was like, I wonder what this is like. How do you feel like the whole world's like gearing behind you? Like first Tom Sandoval, don't say you're thrilled that everybody's behind Ariana. Just don't say anything. You know what else I didn't like that he said? He was like, I will. And I kept saying this to Uh, Kyle. Like no girl, no, not even just girl. Like if you're if you're being cheated on, don't you dare for one second say that you love me and that you will always love me. You were actively not loving me. It's just it's just a something that someone. It's just his way of trying to apologize. It's his way exactly. No one cares. No one cares. And then just worse. Absolutely. Don't say you loved me. Say you weren't in love with me. That's why this happened. That the intent. Right. And then for Schwartz to ask her that question, I wasn't expecting her to react that way because I was rolling my eyes like Schwartz, shut up. Who cares? But you know what? In the end, Schwartz asked a question Andy should have asked. Like, how do you feel now feeling all of this love and outpouring from the entire world supporting you in what's happened over your last few months? I mean, not everybody gets that support and that come up after a breakup, even if it was something this diabolical and this thought out and, you know, all of this affair, not, you know, she's getting, she's making so much money and getting all these endorsement deals. And for her to then be raw and vulnerable in that moment, it's the one time she let herself break the entire reunion. And I can't imagine one person wasn't in tears. Like her saying, like, I've really felt the support from everyone. Her specifically saying she felt it from everyone except for the two Toms. Yeah, I agree (sighs) with, like, I wasn't expecting that. I just wish that Schwartz would have waited. I just, the timing of the question, I just didn't like, because I felt like we were- (laughs) in the middle of something. I think that would have been a great question for the end. Yeah. Like sort of wrapping it up. But yeah, it was nice. It was, it, I don't know. That whole thing was actually bizarre. I don't know if Schwartz was, it felt like he was trying to like save Sandoval and Rachel yes. by asking it in that moment. And I think that mm-hmm. that's why I didn't like it. It wasn't the yeah. actual question that he asked. It was the timing of the oh, question. Oh, yeah. Of course. It was so awkward, too. Like, wh- don't hijack no, Andy's job. I wish Andy asked it towards the end of the this. And maybe he was going to. You know, we have no it's idea. True. It's true. We'll never know because here comes yeah. Schwartz Cohen. Like, get out of here. The other thing, too, is I don't think that Schwartz – I wanted more questions for Schwartz, like – like you said last week, like why wasn't Andy asking him, hey, how do you feel like this has affected your business? How are you feeling now? Kind of the questions he was talking about on uh, Jackson Brittany's podcast. I do wonder what, because I watched the extended cut and those questions actually don't come up. I mean, one of the other, 
The only other questions, there was actually quite a bit more in this extended cut. Like, okay. yeah, like Andy does ask Raquel or Rachel, whatever. Katie's mom was emotional with you and saying like, you know, her daughter is in pain and they're still kind of in the throes of this divorce and respectfully asked you to essentially like back off. Like, why didn't you? Why did that not sit with you? And Raquel says that it did and that she did back off. And then they were like, well, what about Mexico? And she really tried to put that on on Schwartz. Like, you instigated that. And also, in the reunion, Schwartz says that he, that, like, he was like, oh, yeah, there was, like, a, did you, like, a little bit of chemistry. But then in every other podcast or any appearances he's done, and I'm specifically talking about the one with Jackson Brittany, he says that there wasn't. So he's just so, like, during that time, he definitely full of shit. But that's him too. He's a, he's a flip flopper. He's such a flip flopper. It's like, he just wants to be liked overall. He just wants to be liked. He wants everyone to like him and he wants to act like everything's okay. I think the other thing that really annoyed me was how, no offense, but I don't want to hear about Katie and Tom's divorce. I don't care that he hooked up with Raquel. I don't care how Lala met Randall. I don't care about like at this point and we're in episode three of the reunion, all I wanted to talk about was Scandaval. That's all I wanted to talk about. Yeah. If I could have Andy Cohen in a room, I would really ask him, why are we dwelling on Randall and Lala or Raquel and James or James and Lala hooking up like so long ago? Like if we all just like, can you imagine having to talk about what you did in your early twenties, this much later and during the midst of a huge scandal i actually felt like lisa specifically like she was really pissing me off the way that she was coming for lala and james and kind of just like everyone else like when she says that she that something about lala being a bitter woman like shut up like you were why are you like kind of siding like she didn't it's not that she was i guess like actively siding with them but like by not calling Sandoval out on anything. Like, there was no point she really, really looked at him. I mean, maybe one or two towards the end when she was, like, the most shocking thing to her was the him dressing up like her for Halloween. And, yeah, and- that was shocking. But I'm like, that that was what got you out of your seat? It's also, like, Lisa, beat it. Like, she's bringing old woman she energy. she here anymore? I don't care. All she does is like, she's bringing the energy she's bringing. It's just, I mean, then they cut to the scene again of Ken Todd dropping the bomb oh, of like, how many times can you believe it? Senzaval was oh in God. the hot tub with Raquel. And she's like, I know, I know. I feel like Lisa's specifically there just to set up scenes. You know what I mean? That's yeah. her role. She sets up the scenes. But does she need to have these opinions? It's They're like, we're friends with Lisa. I would, because why? Because she has money? Because like. I don't think she needs to be at the reunions anymore. She, they're, they're, we don't need. It's so frustrating. It's like, it's and it's almost like she's trying to take over Andy's role in a way. Yeah. It feels like there's too many cooks in the kitchen. Like she's yeah. sitting up there next to Andy, like, Andy, have you thought about this or saying that? And. Oh, Lala might be bitter. Oh, I wonder why she might. And calling out another woman who's just been through an insane trauma and calling her bitter. Yeah, that did not from their high horse at all. Yeah, it was. How did you feel about James Kennedy's? 
I I wrote down a list of my favorite quotes so that James his, Kennedy said last his night. Facial expressions the whole time were cracking me up. He's just like, <laughs> I don't remember all of his quotes, but he oh my god, I wrote them down. Cracking me up, but I am glad. Speaking of James. I am glad that they kind of brought up the whole DJing comment because that's sort of what I said in a few of our, like, a couple episodes ago. I think this specifically, like, this festival was kind of like a, for him, it was like kind of a goalpost. And he'd gotten there and it was being mocked in a way. And I think it it just was, it was triggering. His reaction wasn't great at all. Like, throwing the drink was not great. But I didn't hate that he came for the, I didn't hate the the little rant afterwards when he came for Schwartz. But like but, that okay, so James Kennedy is so chaotic and that's why we've loved him for all of these years even more specifically this year because of his rant. Did we love him? I kind of couldn't stand him. But the only reason we love him this year doing the same thing he's done in years past is because it's against people we don't like this time. Yeah. True. And so watching him go after Schwartz, like, I'm sorry, but the comment about him in the festival, like, who cares? I don't, I just think it's like so stupid compared to the things that he says to people back. But is it good TV? A hundred percent. See, The difference though, is that it was something, it would be like, I'm trying to think of a comparison. Yeah. It, but I still, think- regardless of what the event is, he's came in so hot for so many people body shaming katie throwing drinks on people multiple seasons like one person makes one little joke about his djing gig and he flies off the handle don't get me wrong great tv i want to see it every year but that's what we love james kennedy for is these like non-rational reactions to comments that he does like the rant that he went on after that he went in and he yeah. He goes right for the jugular on his insults, and he yeah, can't take I it. James apologized. <laughs> I'm, I'm like, I'm kind of surprised. I know. I know. I don't know how I got here. <laughs> James is great TV. I think so. <laughs> Lisa going on about like, oh, what did you think this was? Some um, when you did the ho- how Lisa got all hot and heavy about the Halloween costume, and then she's talking about like, oh, what did you think this was going to be? Another pageant, and James goes. Oh, she yeah. ain't gonna win this one either, Lisa. That was good. I was dying. What did Tom Tom uh, Schwartz said something? He made a comment about like, oh, I'm just so happy that everyone has come together behind Ariana, blah, blah, blah. And then it was like dead silent. And James goes, yeah, cool, Tom. Cool. Like, cool story, bro. I don't even remember that part. <laughs> and I just watched the, the extended cut. And I don't Oh my God, that. it's so, it made me like, I... Me and my husband were laughing so hard just how he was just screwing around with people. Like, oh, yeah, good story, bro. Um, how about when Sandoval does oh, James' accent? accent? It was so cringe. I was like, stop. And and how are you still sticking up for yourself, Sandoval? I know. that. See, this is what I mean. This is why it's so – this this is why we're still here. This is why we're still talking about it. Yeah. Because he is just so – He's like a villain in a Marvel movie or like a serial killer, serial killer. Like really is just, I don't know. It's like really dark, like watching him. And I just, I don't know. I was happy to see a little bit more from Rachel. And I just, he also was making Rachel look worse. A hundred percent. And I was like, okay, if you're not doing it for Ariana, if you're not doing it for yourself, like you have this other person you're screwing over along the way because you're making it seem 
just so much more diabolical than it is. Like, that's why I'm really, really happy that she did do that, uh, that interview, that one-on-one. Do you know, I think it was interesting when Ariana said, yeah, there was someone he slept with after you. Yeah, it was a girl. I think that's someone that like they were talking about in the DMs. There's, I'm sure there's other people that came into Ariana's DMs post all of this, but her saying like, yeah, there is someone he slept with after me, after you, it was me. I, you could see in Rachel Raquel's face, Mm -hmm. it was clear to me that that was new information to her. And I think this is what I said to my husband. I said, it's crazy to me how hard they're going at Raquel because I almost feel like they didn't go that hard on Tom. I know. I just, I feel like they, is like, like that they couldn't because Sandoval was so defensive and angry that it's not even getting through to him. It just wasn't going to go anywhere. It's true though. It's not, it wasn't getting through to him. Even when they were trying to go hard, I just felt like, Raquel was taking the brunt of everything Sandoval kind of calculated. And I'm going to say it again. I almost felt bad. I absolutely felt bad for her in the last six minutes, which unpopular opinion. No, I don't think it is. I think I would, I haven't looked too much online, but even Lala on Watch What Happens Live, like in that mm. final footage, she's like, and she's like, I actually don't know how to feel because I think kind of, what you were saying the last couple of weeks about the grooming mm-hmm. and, it seems- and then to piggyback off of that Lala's comment about the danger of a guy like Tom Sandoval. And I think we right. were really seeing that in Raquel in those, in that final, in those final few minutes. And I think Lala was like, I think Lala was feeling a little bad. And because if you think about it, Lala was kind of in a similar situation. Exactly. they called it out where Raquel said like, well, you were cheating. And she's like, well, I was lied to. I mean, not for nothing, but I'm pretty sure Raquel was probably lied to also. Mm -hmm. I just felt again that Sandoval was getting off easy. But I think to your point too, like he's going to get off easy because he's not taking accountability. Meanwhile, Ariana's like it you're deceitful, you're a demon, you're like saying all of these things. And it's like, it's like watching her do it to a puppy dog. It was kind of pathetic. And she's like, yeah, I am those things. And you're like, except when she rolled her eyes about Mm. like when Ariana, Harry Potter comment. (laughs) Yeah. I was like, you have the nerve. Like, even if you don't like the con, like just have the nerve to roll your eyes at this girl. That was nothing. That was weird. The one time my, so this was, an, and, and again, my, my level of feeling bad for Raquel is small. I'm still team Ariana. I'm just saying like, for me, it's very obvious that Tom, Tom is the ultimate mastermind of all of this. And like you said, it was like watching a serial killer. The one part that was very, I feel like gave us a lot of information when they left for break and Raquel leaves and she pulls Sandoval in the room and you hear Ariana yell and she says, yeah, why don't you like go make out? Or she says something like that. Mm-hmm. That part, number one, broke my heart for Ariana. You're watching your boyfriend of nine years walk out and go to someone else's rescue. I know. Weird, right? How weird. sickening is that? Yeah. Like he's going to bat for her. That Luckily broke my heart for her. because in her like super angry. Like, you could tell she was angry. We've never, I mean, I don't think we've ever seen it- Ariana 
that angry. She was definitely in that phase of this whole process. But that's the part that that broke my heart because I don't think she's there now. And that reaction felt desperate as it should. You know what I mean? You could feel like angry, but to me, it felt like you felt her pain still. And right now, if we like in the interview she's done now, I don't feel that same way. Like, I don't feel like she's still in that space. She was in March. Then we get into that room where they're talking and like, I don't want them to be like, they think we're pathological liars. And Raquel sits down and says like, I don't want to be the person that hurts people. I don't want this to be the person I am. And almost a second of like feeling bad. And then Tom goes, yeah, like he doesn't give a shit. He doesn't care. He's like, this is my whole life. This is what I know. This is it. Would it would were starting to see some cracks because during yeah. when we were watching her before, I was literally like looking at Kyle, like not one tear, not one. Like not she's one. not triggered by this at all. Like how is she not crying at all? Yeah. It's I almost mean, psychotic. Have, like I, I said to Kyle, I was like, I wonder if she's just like almost like disassociating mm-hmm. for this part. And then when she had that one-on-one interview, that's when you start to really, I mean, you see it start to crack a little bit when they're behind the scenes and she's with, yep. yeah. And then you really start, I mean, those last, like that last, like one minute of her one-on-one, she, she's just sobbing. Well, and you figure when I think about it, so when I saw her on the stage with everyone else, she's like, my voice is shaking. You could hear her voice shaking. Obviously she was nervous, which I think like part of that anxiety, um, I, you know, you would hope to think that the anxiety was stopping her from emoting, but you know, who knows? And when you see her in that one-to-one, you know, with the showrunners and the producers, they've all been in these people's lives for years. So there's that trust there on that stage. She's not going to open up because yeah, it, she's in defense mode. And you saw those walls broken down. Like, to me, it was so physically evident how uncomfortable she was oh. holding in the truth. Or, yeah, holding in the truth. The way that she was, because she was, you could see her, like, physically leaning over and looking at Tom, like, are the we whole time. the truth here? Are we not? Like, I, she really, I think she really probably thought she was going to be sitting next to him. Mm. But Ariana shut that down real Thank quick. Thank God. I would do the same thing. Oh, for sure. You don't need that's they don't need to rub it in her face like that. It's already rubbed in. What did you think when they said, Are you in love? I think I think Raquel is or was. And I think Sandoval did it to I don't think he I think he thought it was the right answer. Could not agree more. Don't think that he's in love. I I don't even know that she, I mean, she must've, she's was in something. They were in a whirlwind of, I don't know if I, like, I feel like in love feels like the wrong word. They were in like this, uh, when it's that chaotic, of course, they were in a secret. Right. And in the affair side of things, I do think Raquel thinks she's in love with or was or whatever. Who knows? Yeah. I think Sandoval was like, you know, like you said, I think he thought it was the right answer. I think he also was, this is an ego. I think once the chase, the thrill of the chase mm-hmm. is gone, he's going to be so over this. Mm-hmm. Ariana hit the nail on the head. She said like, what it must've felt for you to have your two girlfriends in the front row. Oh God. Like, I know. Really? That's what it is for him. That's what there that is. No, there was no response from him at that. And I was really bummed that Andy didn't press. Because it's, I know Andy, like, 
there were I know that they you know he can he I don't know I just there were just a lot of things that I wish Andy would have pressed a little bit more on like what like why didn't we get I want like she didn't he didn't even bring up the restraining order maybe he couldn't why what part of it what he brought it up to Sheena oh the restraining order to Raquel oh my god you're right and like, and even if he couldn't talk that much about it, he could ask her, how are you feeling about, you know, your situation with Sheena? Because I do mm-hmm. think Sheena deserved a public apology on this, in this, on this platform. And on top of that, you know, Sheena did let her live at her house and I'm yeah. pretty sure it was rent free. Honestly, like, why weren't these questions asked? I mean, it, we didn't have to spend a ton of time on them, but like, just a quick, you know, so how are you feeling about your relationship with Sheena? You know, it's, you know, I know she let you live with you and yeah. you guys are kind of like family. Are you feeling like super regretful? Have you thought about reaching out? What was your mindset going in and doing that restraining order? Was it your parents pushing you or was that a decision you made on your own? And I think the one thing that I was missing from the reunion was the Sheena energy because mm-hmm. If Sheena was able to be there, her and Lala would have been a force. Like Lala and James were one thing, but Sheena was technically closest other than on that stage, other than Ariana, Sheena was closest. And if Sheena would have been there the whole time, I think the, uh, the reunion would have looked a lot different. Lala was going to bat, you know, uh, Sandoval said like, you don't, when, um, Lala said, oh, this is somebody who I love and I care about deeply. And he said, you don't care about her deeply. You're just here on the bandwagon. I do think, I mean, it's been obvious and it's been stated that Lala and Ariana were not the closest of friends, which is totally fine. Lala coming and going to bat for Ariana is, it was great to see. I think if we would have seen it from someone who is truly best friends with Ariana and was best friends with Raquel and to see that whole reunion, what that would have looked like. I think it would have been a completely different reunion if, if Sheena was allowed to be there. It would have given us a lot more. I think Sheena would have brought like a lot of raw emotion. And I actually think that Sheena was closer to Raquel than maybe anyone, I guess, other than Sandoval. But I do think she would have been like crying like, I think she would have been really, like, having a, just a lot of emotions, whereas, yeah. like, Ariana was so mad. Yeah. And I think Sheena was just hurt. Hurt. Like, really, yeah. really hurt. We would have – that would have been another kind of dynamic, and it would have been interesting to see Raquel's response to that. Yeah. Because I, it's one thing to sit still when someone's, like, berating you and so angry at you. But I think when someone's deeply hurt in front of you – that would that would have shaken her up in a different way. Yeah. What do you what did you think of the bombshell? Were you like, oh my God, no one's ever gonna come back after this has been revealed? No, I don't even I guess I don't even know what the bombshell is. I think same. Like I don't think anybody was surprised that it happened more than once in Mexico. No. I think the bombshell, the only thing that I thought was the bombshell was them having sex in the house while Ariana was at her grandmother's. But funeral. I thought we knew that. Did we not know that? I feel like it was probably assumed. I don't think any I of guess this I like assumed after you're sleeping in a or if you're hanging out drinking in a hot tub and we know Schwartz had to go home because he had the dogs. So you're telling me these two people that once already had sex 
slept in the same house after a day of drinking and they just slept in separate rooms good night yeah like that didn't happen there's no see way. you tomorrow i'll go to the guest room that's crazy oh that's God. insulting that they thought that we didn't know that right and like we're done we're not dumb the- i was disappointed in that I was disappointed in the bombshell, honestly, and saying that- I was that- not disappointed in- I really was not disappointed in that last 15-minute interview or however long it was. I wanted to see more of that. I wanted we to see do. more of- I was like, we didn't even have to do this part of the reunion. Right. <laughs> I would have loved in. to see- I would have loved to see more of Sandoval's, Ariana's, and Raquel's. I wish there was an episode just on that. Who knows? They're really keeping- <laughs> I was laughing when it said when the reunion ended last night, and it was like- Next week, deleted scenes. I was like, "Oh, look at that milk in this cow." Mika, <laughs> like keeping us on a nice tight leash. You're like, "Stay put, we got more." If next week after the secrets revealed, there's another one, I'm gonna crack up. I mean, it's giving us stuff to talk about, at least. Totally, but I am getting a little exhausted. Yeah, I feel like I'm ready to move on. Well, speaking of, actually, yeah, I guess we're not actually speaking of this. I just want to bring up something. This is not. Well, it's definitely VPR related. So I just was sitting here thinking like, oh, I totally missed. And I, you know, I've always been a Kardashian stan. Recently, I'm kind of like, whatever. Also, I'm so caught up in like the Bravo (laughs) world that I just don't have the time. But on last week's episode, Chloe, the reason I just thought of this is because I realized, oh, I didn't watch it last night. Uh, Yeah. Chloe brings up or they like start. Kim like starts going through the reviews from last season because it was such a bust. Oh god! They're like, oh, we give everything, we give everything, and in my head, I was thinking, but you don't. Like Bravo just showed you how it should be done. We got no real behind the scenes. Maybe like a five second clip here and there about the Tristan thing. We have no idea what's happening with Kylie and that relationship. Like we don't really get anything. They give us just enough sliver of something, and like. I can't believe you're saying that. That's going to satiate us. And so I was like, I wonder how they feel, especially being on the same night. And I was thinking this last week, like, I wonder if they're salty or if they're watching the way that Bravo handled this, thinking (laughs) this is what the people are after. This is what we're going to have to give if we want this show to continue. Now, if they're not willing to go there, then that's a different story. Then they're just going to have to cut the show, I think, probably at some point, because I don't know who's actually watching. And so Lala made a comment on her podcast from this week saying that she had heard some rumblings that they actually were pissed off. And I was like, wow, I feel so tuned in and tapped into everything that's going on. Maybe embarrassing, maybe not. So I took it a step further. I reached out to Demois and I was like, have you heard anything about this? Um, I'm just curious if you've heard any rumblings about the Kardashians actually being frustrated by this. And she just responded like just right now and said, yes, it's actually being talked about on my podcast today. I can't believe that the Kardashians would give a flying F about Vanderpump rules while they're in their houses, rolling in their beds of money. They care, maybe not all of them, but Kim cares in a big, I big just don't, way. I, I can't imagine that's the case. It's not, well, it is. I mean, she's basically has said it. Like she, on the last she, episode, she's going through the reviews and like, you Yeah, but that tell. was shot six months ago. That has nothing to do with what's going on in Vanderpump now. Yeah, I think sure. she cares about what people think that they're talking about on TV. No, I they also- care about the, like, 
their audience like they their numbers were so bad that there was conversation about them not even doing a third season so they yeah, but that makes sense uh, but, but i don't care think... about that they're losing people to vanderpump rules but that's not what they were talking about in last week on... no not in last week but apparently it's like a thing so i'm gonna listen to the podcast today because i am curious i just think I also don't think that the Kardashians have given us nothing. I mean, they sat there with Kim on the phone in the gym, that iconic scene when they find out about Tristan having the other baby. Like, if we want to talk about betrayal, holy crap. And that's like on such a national level. No offense to Vanderpump Rules, but I mean, the audience is, a, it's much smaller than what people know about the Kardashians. I mean, the Kardashians are like A-listers and yeah. sharing their business. Whereas like, you know, let's call the Vanderpump cast. Like, I mean, we want to say C, maybe D listers. Except you know, not Ariana anymore. That girl's yeah, like no, 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 no. <laughs> Shout out to Duracell for making that happen. And now yeah. the glamour cover. Did you see that? I was obsessed with that. I just want Ariana to keep making money and making everyone jealous. In regards to the Kardashian, I'd be interested to see. I just can't imagine that they care that much. And also, like, I don't care if they care that much. Well, that's part of the issue, right? It's yeah, like, I'm we're we're kind of i think we're just getting to a point as like a culture that we're just a little bit there's other i'm things really to i've always been like such a kardashian apologist like such disgusting amount like i would get into arguments with my yep. partner about it and like you don't know and she's doing this and that and she's doing this and like he'd be like you gotta sit down <laughs> but you know what the thing that's had really taken the bringing back the heroin chic was the nail in the coffin for me. I was like, we were just starting to feel good about our bodies. Wait, like, who is heroin chic out of them? Oh they my all God. have like fat asses. Aside from the ass, but Chloe and Kim look so skinny. There's a scene, and I think it's in the first episode of this season, where Kim looks like, like what's that thing called? Like CGI? Oh. It's or is that what it? I don't know. I don't know things about things, but like it, it looks like she's not a human. Like almost like um, like An or alien. like what? I don't know if it's CGI or just like uh, it just looks really fake. Like it, it looks so weird. Like it kind of like it kind of made me like cringe for a second. Like but I, I think like that's I got, like, where when I looked at her, I was like, oh god. But I think that's where people are with the Kardashians. Like, oh, okay, if Chloe does get back with Tristan, like, we're just, like, everyone's kind of, like, it's almost like yeah, they're over it. Done. Yeah. I feel like it's been the last year, I want to say since last met, that I've kind of felt, like, over it. And yeah. I, I've been following along the whole time. I don't think I've missed a season or a spinoff because it's been that interesting. So it's interesting to see what will be happening. With that being said, we are actually going to be on a podcast. Um, yeah. Our friends at It's Not My Drama are going to be having us on their podcast to talk about the Kardashians recap. So stay tuned to our Instagram for that. Before we wrap up today on our yeah. thoughts for Summer House and VPR, what is your... What was your best bonding moment from last night? Or even this week, even with Summer House even. Oh, Carl and Kyle. 100%, and yeah. Yeah. I think my best bonding moment, I'm going to say from last night, was I really liked watch, or I really liked Lala going to bat for Ariana and kind of yeah. saying, like, just the way she stuck up for her. Even if they're not the closest of friends, 
That doesn't mean that Lala doesn't have love for her. That doesn't mean that she doesn't have her back. Yeah. But yeah, so, Tara Powell for me, for sure. That was a good one. I mean, yeah, I think that's an iconic conversation in Bravo history. It'll be going down in the books. Um, and just very open and raw about what, you know, Carl's been going through. So for the next two weeks, our plot, like how we're, what we're going to chat about is going to kind of be, there's going to be a lot. We both love pop culture. We're going to be talking about, I don't know if you've been watching Below Deck, but I am so into Okay, I was just gonna say that. I hear my boss is like, "Are you caught up yet?" I'm like, "No, I've been oh so busy." <laughs> the um, Daisy Gary Colin triangle, like, I am so here for it. I'm so okay. Excited I, for I don't want. I'm like getting really excited because that's okay. like now I'm gonna have time to watch yep. that, and I'm gonna. I think on Sunday I'm gonna. That's like that's my Sunday. Yep. And Winter House and um, Southern Charm. We should be getting uh, trailers for those any day now. We'll we'll still have plenty to talk about. Continue to join us. Check us out on Instagram. Tell your friends to follow us on Instagram at Bonded by Bravo Pod. Thank you all for listening and we'll be back next week. See you next week.